0: Probably the best school radio station in the world. This is Bry Radio, proudly sponsored by the BPN. Good
1: evening. This is Bryant and this is Bry Radio. It is Tuesday, the 21st of June at 6, uh, 8.16. And yeah. Here yeah, we go. no, it's the, been two weeks, uh, a week's long time in politics. Oh. And joining me this evening, I have Xander and Zandi for quite the show. Yes, absolutely. Fab, off we go. Right, so joining this evening we have Xander uh, in B and Zandi in C again. It's Zandy's second show. Hello again, boys. And the main news stories we're going to run through are the, of course, the RMT Ooh. strike, Ooh. Uh, the proposed Indie Ref two, and the Rwanda crisis. And we might as well. At the end of a bit of a look forward to some other news as well, some things that have been going on here at school. Absolutely. Fab. Right. Um, shall we get started on um, the RMT strike? It's been big news, of course, the last couple of days Absolutely. About, you know, over the last weekend. What's going on, boys? What's the background? Let's well, fill our listeners in. Well, well Honestly,
0: it's incredibly difficult to follow this because it's a constantly developing situation where yeah. there just appears to be... A bit like the government, just a massive series of U-turns constantly. Well, well,
2: I mean, it's it's a trade union strike. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's the uh, re- it's the trains this time. I mean, today we're seeing uh, it. Uh, the strike was not happening in Wales today, um, mm-hmm. but it was continuing uh, here. Uh, in in England Uh, we saw in London I mean there are businesses there are people not going to work at the moment because they just can't go to work because there's no one to drive their trains
1: absolutely there's some severe sort of ramifications but let's go back to first principles. let's go back to basics building up what situation is so the RMT is the National Union of Rail Maritime and Transport Workers it's a trade union representing transport in Britain it has over 80,000 members uh, overall across yeah. all of Britain in these areas. It's known for perhaps being more radical or militant, or maybe, depending on your view, it's just an active traditional form of a trade union. Yeah. Uh, trade unions, of course, boys, do you want to first say in what what actually well, is a trade union? They're legal in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> they are legal in the trade... UK, but what do they do? What <laughs> are they all about? Trade unions
2: are... Base- uh, uh... Places, well, each of them specialise in a mm. specific sort of area, in a specific sort of career sector, in a way. Yeah, yeah. And if members who are both the state schools, for teachers' union, for instance, if they're not happy with their paychecks or if they're not happy with how with how they're being treated in the workspace, mm-hmm. they'll go on strike. And that, and the reason that unions work is because they do it as a collective. If one teacher goes on strike that won't mean anything. The government won't react to that. But if a trade union orders a strike and uh, teachers all across the country go on strike, then that becomes then a problem That for the becomes government. sort
1: of a national news story. And they yeah. react. The government will actually do something. Mm-hmm. So trade unions, they are organisations that seek to promote the interests of their members, usually members of a particular <laughs> trade or sector. Yep. Um, and those interests, they might range from pay to working conditions, terms of employment, holiday entitlements, sick pay, that sort of thing is going on. Membership of unions historically used to be a lot, lot higher, uh, around 30 million in 1979. Bit of a key date that we're going to talk about. I think is a bit bit more detail as well, sort of the history side of things. Um, And now only about six and a half million, I believe, trade union membership in the UK. Is that good or is that bad? Oh, it it depends on on how you see things. It's uh, trade unions. If you're a worker, if you're an employee, then they can be a great thing. You you can seek representation, you can engage in politics in this way and have somebody sort of fight your corner. Some see it now more modernly as a sort of insurance policy if things don't go quite right in the workplace. But if you have all these union members, then maybe it's a sign that things aren't quite right in the labour force. If the number of members of unions across
2: the United Kingdom Mm -hmm. has decreased... Then that could be seen as a sign of improvement in uh, the could be, yeah, in, yeah. in the working environments for different sectors, as mm-hmm. in that, that shows that what trade unions set out to do is actually being accomplished and things are getting done to help solve those Absolutely. problems. Absolutely.
1: I've got a feeling we'll jump you know, between a few places perhaps this evening, but yeah. uh, what I think we might want to sort of reference a bit is the 70s and the 80s. Yeah Massive periods of change Yeah um, Minor strike. Minor strike. Can you first So what was life like Perhaps in the 70s boys Do you haven't Well Was no, that, that no, sort no. of Callahan I mean, were, uh, kind of thing Yes Yeah Callahan. yeah yeah
0: Margaret Thatcher The milk snatcher Margaret Thatcher the,
2: Yeah <laughs> she, was she entered in 79 uh, She
1: started in 79 Yes yeah, So uh, she, 1970s Britain Union's were very powerful Many millions of members And we were in a situation Not unlike today Where uh, Cost of living Was going through the roof Mm-hmm. Wages weren't. Unions were going on strike to demand higher wages. We're going to get into the specifics of the RMT in a moment. Yep. And the country became sort of somewhat paralysed. We could argue we had something that was called, you know, just to take a very long story short, culminated in September in the winter of seventy-eight, seventy-nine, in what's called the Winter of Discontent, Ooh. when we Ooh. had a period of stagflation. <laughs> And there's a bit of power today, had a bit of stagflation, the economy not growing very much, but inflation was very high. Inflation, I believe, is possibly in to top eleven percent. Is that what's Banking yeah. is forecasting at the moment. Yeah, absolutely, it's mm-hmm. it's a ridiculous amount.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but there's uh, there's inflation. I think inflation's growing around the world in general. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, inflation in the U.S. I believe is also going up under the I'm Biden administration. Yeah. But that, that's not completely the fault of the Biden administration, as many of the GOP are pointing it at. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's COVID in general. The whole world is suffering from COVID and also yeah. suffering from Ukraine. Yeah. Economically, I mean, energy prices are going through the roof at the
0: moment. Yeah, I mean, if you look and at America, all they've it. been marching towards a recession for quite some time now, mm. um, a variety of factors, which many of them could have been avoided, um, yeah. but I think it's
1: inevitable. And the problem with America hitting a recession is the whole world feels it. Absolutely. When America sneezes, the rest of the world catches flu. And fourth <laughs> thing there, we go back to 79, we have um, Margaret Thatcher elected Conservative Party leader and she was there to try and break... The unions. The unions had been, in the view of the Conservatives at the time, holding the country um, hostage. Somewhat, we had some you know, severe strikes. You know, in one suburb of London, one part of London, one council. The, I believe, the uh, the grave diggers went on strike, and uh, those who collected uh, waste and such rubbish uh, also went on strike, and then piled up in the streets. You had rats. You had poor health conditions. All this sort of stuff going on. And it's is it smacking of well, day? Is that coming back in possibly? Well, I think. I think Margaret Thatcher was definitely
2: a very uh, kind of the definition of a capitalist. She was, mm-hmm. uh, she, she probably, she she played a big part in capitalism in Great Britain. She's a very well-known prime minister. She's, uh, and, and I think her and Reagan both carried capitalism uh, through the 80s. Uh, but I think trade unions uh, are generally uh, not... Capitalism and trade unions don't always completely get along in a way. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, and so I think that with her being there to try and die down those trade unions, I think that was possibly capitalism was in the only Mm -hmm. way the only way that they sort of that's what was
1: going on. So Margaret Thatcher, nineteen eighty, she broke the unions, and now possibly it seems that the unions got a foothold back into the UK about six years ago. uh, The Cameron government passed the Trade Union Act 2016, yeah. um, opposed by all UK trade unions, considered a policy, and it said that for the first time, for a if there's a, a ballot for strike action, we'll come to what a strike is in a moment, uh, 50% of all union members must ha- turn out to vote in that, yeah, makes in that sense. ballot. So there might not be a majority of uh, of members vote, or, uh, voting for the trade action, but if it hit 26%, which would be effectively a majority of the people who did turn out yeah, yeah with me uh then that's why could go ahead with just just over a quarter of all members so that was brought in you can see why it was opposed you can see how it was proposed uh, and then there's a bit of you know a bit of a quirky change for those in important sectors i think you know fire yeah. schools healthcare those things and and transport as well that 40% of those entitled to vote must also vote for it um yeah there's a bit of a supermajority there so the conservatives have been known over the last, you know, since at least in 2015, as being very much anti-union. Yeah,
0: which which isn't a great place to put yourself in, especially well, right now considering the bit of a pickle they're in when it comes to. Yeah, well, war.
2: I, I mean, there's been a bit of a Twitter war uh, this afternoon. Oh, has that? When
0: has there not been a Twitter <laughs> war? I mean,
2: it's it, it was full. of The Conservative Party and the Labour Party were constantly posting uh, sort of attack ads towards mm-hmm. each other. It's saying how, oh, they reacted poorly to this. Oh, they supported this. Oh, they, yeah. And it's that they all constantly are looking for loopholes and ways that they can make the yeah. opposition look bad. And I think, sadly, these things like uh, st- uh, these strikes here that are here because people feel like their paychecks aren't big enough that they don't want their pay freezes are now mm. just becoming, uh, what do you call it? ah um, oh, something. Powerful campaigning, powerful attack ads, like um, new material mm-hmm. for parties to throw at each other, and then yep. it feels like it's not being taken seriously enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the, there's two things I, I'd say about that. First of all, about the paychecks. If you're not getting an 11% pay rise this year, you're getting a pay cut, yep. which is a big scary thought for loads of people. It is. So yeah, so that, that much that's of that pay rise. inflation
1: rate. So the inflation measures what the increase in the cost of living is. We've spoken about it a few times on this show, and. Yeah, if you're not yeah. getting that amount, then effectively you will be earning relatively less than yeah. you are this year, next year. And
0: the second thing is, I'd like to imagine that the that the, um, social media person for the Conservative and Labour, imagine if that was the same person.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and they, they just keep on going back and forth between themselves. <laughs> well, I'm sure that, keep,
1: that keeps themselves in a job. Fantastic, they're yeah. going to go on strike. Uh, what is a strike, boys? What is a strike? Oh, it's well, it's a
0: it's a collective. Um, kind of walk out from a job it can last from anything from a day to a few weeks or until action is proposed yeah and it can be from fairly minor things to fairly um major
1: things mm-hmm. so why are the rmt in particular the rail maritime well and transport workers this week going on strike why are they causing all this disruption as to i mentioned trains as i travel? said quite briefly i think mm-hmm. it's sort of in a way
2: quite a normal reason for a strike it's not too uh, different uh, it's it's because some some members of uh some train drivers some members involved in transport uh have been getting pay, pay freezes not receiving their paychecks when they're meant to uh bad working conditions uh and, and that those sorts of things and yeah. it's uh, yeah. it's it's nothing out of the ordinary in terms of the reason but nope, no no not at all. it's not
1: good enough no, so the RMT uh, were offered by Network Rail. Uh, well, the the the, uh, the workers for these train companies were offered a three percent pay rise, far below the eleven percent cost of living yeah. increase. Not seen as good enough. RMT unhappy about it, and I don't know how do we how do you pick a side here? Are you on the side of the workers, or if you flip it over? What about the people who can't get to hospital for their appointment, those who can't yeah. get to school for their exam, those who can't go to work, those who can't go and shop in the businesses that needed to be open because they can't get there?
0: I think there's one country which I'd like to look at um, mm-hmm. as a demonstration of how a strike should be done. Okay. And that's Japan. How so- oh, I'm um, not familiar. So w- when Japanese kind um, of public sector workers strike, mm-hmm. um, let's look at transport, for example. They still offer the transport, but they refuse to take fares. So they're still providing the services to people who need them. Let's say you're in a really desperate state to get to your job or to get to medical appointments. Uh-huh. You can still
1: get to them. However, the government's receiving none of the money. So we just have, you know, if there was a ticket office, here's a ticket, but with no charge. Yeah. RMT, are you listening? This could be a solution. Yeah, absolutely. People, people might, you know, the general public might still be supportive of your aims. Potentially, I don't know. I don't, the, know. The, the, I don't the think the government
2: would approve of the, that very much. I don't yeah, think they I would think do. But surely would.
0: that's the point. If the public's now much more behind these people because they're not being entirely affected, they have a more positive view on it, and the government's going to be hating it more because not only are they now not getting the money, um, or but they've the, lost public support because the public, o- the because the public being
1: aren't being harmed by it. In any and way.
0: there's running costs, mm. of course. So it creates quite quite a dilemma for
1: them. It um, is. So I might not reach so the, out on the, on the legality front of that, if you can go on strike while yeah, still I working d- in the UK. I so don't think that...
2: Yeah, I think I, Metropolitan I, Police would have something to
1: say hey, about it, that. They might hey, well do.
0: If the RMT of 80,000 workers and all 80,000 of them did it, that would be
1: a, a lot of police complaints to <laughs> be filed. <laughs> okay, right. So maybe, well, we'll see. Yeah. See what happens. But, you know, it's a novel idea. Yeah, it is. Something I not of. I like that. Okay, what uh, what could the government do reasonably? What also? What's Grant Schap's been saying? Who is oh, Grant not Shapps? that guy. <laughs> I know. Uh,
0: um, so apparently he's tried to do stuff. Has he? Uh, no. Apparently, in his own words. Um uh. And mainly, what he's trying to do is blame Labour. Um, As because always. Of, but, but because, of course, well, it's Labour's fault, isn't it? Oh, well, absolutely. Naturally. I mean, Just Labour's. Blame lame. the opposition? Labour's been for
1: 12 years, so clearly it's their fault. Oh, who's been in power for the last 12 years? <laughs> Oh, it's conservatives, isn't and it? And Grant Shapps, he the uh, the transport secretary for the Conservatives. They always for find a time.
2: way because like, the, 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 the government will always find a way. They'll be like, well, you know, you know, fifteen years back when Labour were in government, they proposed this, and mm. even though this was done and earlier yeah, by it, our government, mm-hmm. it's them who's the, who, who's. Have, and even though
1: we changed, as we know, we saw earlier the the, the trade union law. Even though we change that, it's still not our fault. Here's just a little life lesson for all, everyone out there: is you know, do take responsibility for yourself sometimes. Yeah, it might it might do the conservatives unless well unless you end up working in politics. <laughs> 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 in which case, blame the opposition. These are others. hardly role models, I might add. <laughs> okay, RMT is going on strike. The barristers are going on strike over legal aid. Sounds yep. a bit odd. Can we film? Are you familiar um, a little bit of that. Uh, well, it's it, much, it's, it's, okay. it's turning into a kind of general strike. Isn't a general strike. Well, it's a general strike. A, that sounds exciting. A
0: general strike w- is where many... is it where the
1: generals go on strike? <laughs> no, it isn't. Although oh, they
0: okay. they could do. They could do. It's where many public sector um, uh, personnel decide to go on a strike collectively at the same time. Now they may all have slightly differing goals, mm-hmm. but the main goal is still the same: to send the message to the government and to have change done.
1: It will do by paralyzing. The, you
0: know, the multiple government, multiple countries, you the the government and the country can feasibly run without trains. Okay, it's difficult, but we can do it. However, the government mm. can't run it, and a... we don't have planes either at if, the moment. <laughs> if, if if we don't have trains, sanitation mm. workers, NHS workers, teachers,
1: you take yeah. away all those, countries paralyzed. And what is being mooted in the press at the moment is this idea of what's called a summer of discontent. This, this summer you know, already we have people not be able to go away on, on holidays because there aren't enough staff. Bought to Glasgow. Mm-hmm. I
2: think, I, I mean, I think with uh, linking back to the general strike idea, I yeah. think that what it shows is just how important the public sector is mm-hmm. in Absolutely. in any society. I mean, it's, oh, it's yes. often underestimated. It's often always the private sector in the news with all these big businesses mm-hmm. or small businesses being the backbone of the economy or, or whatnot. But... I mean, it just shows through general strikes and how much it affects people's lives just how important these public sector workers are to our day-to-day lives.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There was a general strike once um, in 1926 in the UK and Boris Johnson's idol, who was, of course, Winston Churchill, was the man responsible in government, I believe... Oh, I'm going to be corrected here. I believe at the time he was Home Secretary, not Chancellor. I'm trying to think back. I don't know much. It was one or the other. Oh, I'm trying to think back a long time I've read, read about this. And as far as I can recall, I think his policy was almost the extent of, let's send in the tanks. So, hopefully <laughs> Boris will not be taking a leaf out of his idol's book in this situation. Marshall, <clears throat> no, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, it, <laughs> potentially. not unpopular there, enough. Yeah, there has been history of general strike in the UK. It wasn't Oh, effect we of a hundred years ago, it could be now though. We don't know. I mean, times
0: ever changing, isn't it? So you never know how the, this government responds to it. Um, it could
1: change week by week as you know. Potentially, these strikes go prolonged on into the future. Yeah, but this is it so? We could th- say that you know maybe it's all being cleared up by our next show in a fortnight, in week eleven, our final show of the school year, or maybe after some holidays, we back in the studio and talking about. Okay, so here we are on. God, day, that would have been a very long whatever. time. That would have been a very long time. Not like. unprecedented. It might, it might unprecedented. even be like a
2: new Prime Minister or something. Who knows? It could you, be something you, exciting like that. It could
1: be. You it never know. Be.
2: Or, or never Joe, know. Joe Biden dies
1: or something. <laughs> Kamala Harris, first You're days. getting a bit into the arms of fantasy <laughs> now, there, Zandy. Right, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, whatever. So, I'm still standing, but is he?
2: You can never know what it's like. your blood like winter is just like ice. And there's a cold and lonely life.
1: Welcome back. So it is 8.37, Tuesday, the 21st of June. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have discuss the rmt strike i are going to move on talk a little bit about indie ref Two. before we do though kind of make a little shout out for one of my colleague shows tomorrow evening that's dr pullen his sports talk is on at i want to say eight o'clock tomorrow night 8 Eight fifteen. 15 tomorrow Whoa. night very excited i uh, don't trust me on that <laughs> right it's on tomorrow evening just tune in leave it on it's gonna be fantastic yeah tune in 15
0: minutes early who cares you're gonna get some great music anyway absolutely after all this is the number one hit radio music station <laughs> is it yes
1: Fantastic. There we go. That's a little statistic. <laughs> Brilliant. I like it. Okay, but, so um, sir, what happens if people want to get involved? If they want to get involved. They text in at Double Six Triple Seven starting their message with Bride. They, they do. Are oh, we anyone, does, anyone, does anyone text in here? We had a phone call last week. I'm sure you heard it last week four hours ago. Oh, oh yes we I had did. had a phone call. That was faff. And it caused a faff. We did not we were not qualified for the phone call, but I believe we are qualified at the moment, technologically, for text messages. Yep. So Send them in if you're listening. I don't care who's
0: listening. Send them in. I care. Sam I care about you. How it is.
1: <laughs> but dude, yeah, let us know your thoughts, anything you want to say, anything uh any opinions that you might have or some facts or stats that we might want to talk about, Put your message with Bri and text into double six triple seven. Uh Scotland. A little bit different politics in Scotland compared to politics in the UK as a whole. Sandy, can you take us back to sort of first principles and see where we can what we can learn.
2: Well, I mean, uh, like other countries in the United Kingdom, uh, Scotland is, well, quote unquote, ran by a first minister. So there's a first minister in Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland, and they act as the, the quote unquote prime minister, I suppose, of of those countries and then there's of course there's the prime minister of the the whole of the united kingdom who's currently boris johnson yes Uh, now the first minister of scotland is nicola sturgeon who i who who i'm sure many people would have heard of she runs the uh snp uh, uh which in westminster is run by ian blackford but we don't talk about him um but yes so the snpr are a scottish independence party they've grown a lot uh, recently uh, in support in scotland there the, if you look at the number of seats yeah. that they've gained in recent general elections it is through the roof at the moment i uh, yes so they they i think they probably run the majority of the definitely the majority of the seats in scotland yeah. no longer a conservative government there in scotland so yeah um uh, Scotland is run, quote-unquote, run by the First Minister, yep. and then source of course, Scottish Parliament. Uh, yeah, so, yeah.
0: Well, I, I, I just think, generally, this is Scott, Scottish politics is not something which people hear about enough. No, um, it's not
2: It's not in the news a lot until there's a referendum, and then it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, they're all sort
0: of a sudden, everybody's a... An expert on what Scottish politics are and how Scotland's run, mm-hmm. and in which case, government goes, "Oh yeah, you know they go for independence or ruin their it's country." It's good to be aware,
1: of just because you know, I, I, I'm from Northumberland, far north of England, and I live you know near the borders. Go up to Edinburgh, a lot of got family in, uh, in Scotland, and it's nothing. It's a completely borderless part of the world. You wouldn't recognise it walking through a field that you've crossed into another country. Yeah. And I'm very familiar with Scottish politics. And so, you know, it's quite it's close to me geographically and long time. politically. But when I moved this far south into Dorset, and it's just, it's not as Dorset. present a concept. No. Say. Yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely not. Nobody, whenever you think of Parliament, of course, you just instantly think of... Here yeah. Um, <laughs> you just instantly think of, like, Boris Johnson and those lot. Yeah. Nobody even considers... I mean, um, what's going on up in Scotland? Not at all, but that you massive know, who,
1: you know, who has been, which has been the third largest political party in the House of Commons since 2015? SNP. The SNP.
2: I, I think that's commonly a common. It's a common mistake that people think that the Liberal Democrats are the third largest party in the yeah. United
1: Kingdom, but um, they're not. They were for a period of time, but they only now hold.
2: They only now hold 13 seats in the House of Commons, yeah. and out of 650. That's a very small number.
1: It's insignificant, you could say. But the yeah. SNP, I mean, their, heart, their sort of top year was 2015 when they won 56 of the 59 Scottish seats. I, that, that's I mean, such a that's massive long. amount. The Scottish lion has roared. And I mean, yeah, that Alex doesn't... Salmon, SNP leader at the time.
2: Just, just, as, just in case people... Uh, did, was that 55, did you say? 56. 56. Just, in, just as a common misconception is some people may think that, oh, that means that every single one of those 56 constituencies wants independence. That's ah, not true. Because, not quite. Because SNP isn't that just there standing for independence. They are just... A big party in yeah, Scotland. They're
1: broadly centre-left, yes, yeah. Replaced Labour, perhaps in that sort of area. Scotland's yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, traditionally more working class than you know, than England, especially the south of England. Yeah. So perhaps more more familiar and akin uh, to socialism.
0: I mean, the, the best way to explain it is like when we had Brexit, every party had their pro-Brexit and anti-Brexit division, mm. um, much like in the SNP.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um So Scotland. It has its devolved assembly. Its powers have been growing since that started in the late 90s under Blair. It's got its own parliament, its own government on domestic matters. But, but they, they don't have any
2: foreign affairs, say. Not
1: foreign affairs or defence, international trade. That is all still what we call reserve matters, which are managed directly by Westminster, by yeah. London.
2: So I, I suppose that they do have uh, a level of representation, but mm-hmm. they don't have, Scotland don't have representation globally.
0: No, they don't have that international representation which I, I believe they crave. Yes. Um, they, yeah. they they want to be recognized by all kinds of They want they want
1: to be autonomous, they want to be self ruling, all that self determination to determine their own futures. And I think yeah, rather absolutely. than being managed by England. That's how they see it. I think yeah. what's
2: actually really grown um, uh, grown support for the SNP was Brexit because yeah. Scotland was uh, the SNP were, uh, is, is still a strong supporter of Britain staying in the EU. Yeah. Yep. And I think it's it's almost uh, a a definite that if Scotland were to leave the United Kingdom that they would apply to the European Union because
1: membership. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah apply membership much like Ukraine is doing uh now. Uh, but yeah, so I think so yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why Scotland has uh, SNP has got a massive increase in support. Yeah. Um, so,
0: one thing which I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, let's say Scotland was to become independent, they rejoined the EU. Yeah. Does that affect our relationship with the EU
1: Ooh. in any way? Well, oh, that's a big question for Tuesday evening, but thank goodness <laughs> really we're in the right place, sort of, at the right time. Um, we've got to look at the Northern Ireland Protocol at the moment and this sort of. In practice, de facto border that's been created in the Irish Sea, where Northern Ireland remains in the customs union but isn't but is actually still part of the UK, so it's borderless trade there, Northern Ireland with the EU, but it can't trade freely with Great Britain. The trouble, if Scotland was to become independent, England or the remainder of the UK, whatever's left of it, isn't in the EU, do we have to put a hard border across the tweed? Is the question there. It's tricky because it's, difficult. it's one thing to put it in the Irish Sea where it's you've got more natural barrier. I, mean, I think it's, but there's not one. There isn't one between England and Scotland. There's not that sort of defined. Yeah, but I, I think. I mean, really difficult.
2: I think it's quite scary in a way. Uh, how the Northern Ireland and Scotland both seem to be slightly drifting away from the United Kingdom in a way. I mean, we've right. seen uh, Sinn Fein become government of Northern Ireland, which was a party that was founded yep. out of the ruins of the IRA. So yeah. I mean we're now seeing Irish nationalism in Northern Ireland and we're also seeing Scottish independence starting to become a massive player in Scotland. So yeah. is
1: is well is it becoming a massive uh I mean, we. it's
2: yeah. in, if you look at the previous votes, it is neck to neck. It is yeah. forty-nine to fifty-one or fifty
1: to well, fifty opinion polling. Well, I'm I'm iffy on it. If I'm honest. I'm there looking at it. I'm thinking, we had a referendum uh, in 2014, eight years ago, Scottish independence, in or out, and there was a vote of 55% to 45% better together, Scotland to remain in. Now, yes, the SNP. So SMP, much has changed. Uh, yes, the SNP has become more popular since. However, their vote share hasn't really increased. It's remained sort of level on that sort of forty to forty-five percent as a support for independence, but it's never gone above fifty. All that's happened is perhaps the Conservatives have become less popular or more popular, or Labour more or less popular. The SNP has remained fairly static over a period of time, and there are those who point to Sturgeon's record in government more recently and say, "Well, actually, the SNP might not be able to do everything." Well, there's.
0: There's two things which I point to for that referendum vote. If we were to resit it today, yeah. First of all, is lots of stuff has changed. Oh, a, yeah, a, a massive amount. Brexit, global politics, completely different. Everybody have a different opinion, and also eight years. That means that you've you've had an an increase in the young people who are voting, yeah. and I think the younger people tend to be the one who are more pro um, pro leaving at the moment because they're being more influenced by the campaigns. Mm-hmm. So
1: perhaps we see a shift in that as oh, well. absolutely, quite possibly. And you know, the, if we're going to ask the question, it's been eight years. It was meant to be a once-in-generation vote. Yeah. So we're thinking about way until perhaps twenty thirty-five, twenty forty. Maybe would have been this, sort of the general idea for sort of once-in-generation side of voters. Then we had twenty sixteen. Scotland, as Sturgeon said, was dragged out of the EU by English votes. was a Brexit. But yeah, in 2014 uh... I mean sh-
2: should should we talk maybe a couple of reasons about why Scotland would want to leave let's the do United that let's
1: put some balance in yeah absolutely um,
2: so uh Scotland uh, as stated in quite a lot of SNP uh, leaflets and 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 such do have a good um, amount of natural resources for themselves they have mm-hmm. uh, good amounts of oil and and dwindling. In, and and they could, theoretically, uh, in terms of natural resources, they do have enough to be an operating country independently. But mm-hmm. the question is, is
1: whether... Well, do they? So if that's the case, Andy, why is it that uh, tax money is pouring out of Westminster into Scotland so often through the DeHondt formula? Yeah. <laughs> <DeHaan> formula. <laughs> the um, on, The DeHondt formula. The me now. will come oh, back to me. Oh, no. So that's well, disappointing. The, it is. It is spin Monday.
2: <laughs> what?
1: Why? It's Scotland's, it's Scotland's, yeah, right. if it's Scotland is capable, capable of being an independent country. How come it still relies on English tax money?
2: Well, because well, it's 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 part of the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, everywhere in the United Kingdom will get m- money through taxes by the government. I mean, that, that that's that's a fact. I mean, with the public sector, the public sector covers. Everywhere in the United Kingdom, you've got the, uh, Northern Ireland, Wales, Scotland and England, all their police, uh, the NHS, ambulance that's, and fire brigade, that's all going to be covered as well as yeah. civil servants. I mean, no matter where they are in the United Kingdom, their the taxes are going to go towards that. And that's yeah. decided through the budget. I'd
0: say the reason why Scotland depends on British taxes is because they can.
2: Yes, well, I mean, it's because that's just how it works. <laughs> the, the,
0: the, whilst they're in, uh, whilst they're part of the United Kingdom and they're not a separate region, I, I, I would absolutely say yes. Go on, take advantage of your position. Go and take those taxes all you want because whilst you're still here, you can still claim those.
2: I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's theirs as a member of the United Kingdom. They, they it is theirs to 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 have, isn't isn't it?
0: It's yeah, absolutely. A... But anyway. I think we're dragging on a little bit too Wait, long Should with we the whole move on Scotland to our things. next topic? Right,
1: we can do so um, Is that Rwanda? Rwanda will be So oh, I think uh, the course. next song, I think we're playing something of Xander's Choice when we're back, we're going to be listening uh, Well, we're talking Rwanda and what's going on there is a the plan You. Now i run from you
0: Love, perhaps that's what America is feeling towards Biden currently. Ah, the honeymoon period's ended well before it even really properly started. Trump 2024? Well, that's what I think. Well,
2: I mean, what I my, what my predictions are I mean, in 2024, I think we're going to see hillary clinton come back at the democratic primaries yeah i think i think she's going to have another shot I, her whole political career whether that be senator for new york or secretary of state or first lady of arkansas or, or the united states I, I think she's always wanted to be in the oval office
0: oh and absolutely and i'd full-heartedly agree with you there um the, the, it's a it's a big problem in US politics now with the fact that, of course, to be president, you do have to be above 35, and that's that, that's respectable, even if it is a little bit questionable why it's that high. Um, but the problem is a lot of well, the, I th- the, I think the leaders that's... are incredibly old and ageing.
2: In, in Europe, I think we elect our leaders, well, either if it's monarchy, but it, it, we elect our heads of government by... Uh, Mostly by uh, policies, because the majority in Europe, the 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 leader of the party is also the person who's going to become the leader of the country yeah, if elected. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which is different in America, of course, because they elect their presidential candidates, uh, yes, <laughs> and they have like chairmen of the party. Anyway, well, let's not go into that. No. Uh, but I think in America, it's more based on your experience uh, yeah. rather than completely, uh, and also your pu- your. Uh, Parties' policies rather than actually your yeah. policies, because there are there are swing states, which are the states that actually focus on your policies, yeah. but the rest of the states vote the same every single time.
0: Yep, and it's a north south split as you'd expect. Yes,
2: <laughs> which actually has changed in the last two hundred years. The south used to be a Democratic hold, and that's a Republican hold. But yeah. it's the same ideologies; just the parties had a kind of switcheroo, uh, yeah.
0: In, yeah. in their ideologies. Anyway. The reason why i think we're going to see a, a trump return in 2024 is biden isn't doing himself any favors he isn't no. doing the democrats any favors he's falling off bikes um, yeah he's falling <laughs> off bikes I, I, <laughs> I don't know if anyone a, saw that but this video. week
2: it's very funny i mean i if, if, if you watch one that's cut to the perfect second yeah. it's just the way Ah, oh,
0: yeah um lad. and i mean i guess there's two driving reasons behind this first of all biden isn't a particularly strong leader you know he, he's got a f- fairly strongish government, and he's just not putting it to use, and also, of course, he had to clean up the mess of the previous Trump administration.
2: I mean, I think this raises the question that a lot of people were asking about a month ago, which was, if Trump was president, would Russia have invaded Ukraine? Yes. Well, actually, I have to oppose you on that one because in my eyes... Okay, so hear me out here, all right? um, I'm going to hear you (laughs) out. So uh, under Bush, Russia invades invades Georgia. Yep. Under Obama, Russia invades Crimea. Yep. Under Trump, Russia invades nowhere. Under Biden, Russia invades Ukraine. And I think the reason that Russia invaded nowhere under Trump, the reason for that, was because when there are two madmen running the two most powerful countries, neither of them can predict what the other one's going to do.
0: That That's a fair point. However, what you also have to consider is that po- uh, Trump has stated many times that he's fond of Putin's work and that, you know, he may have a bit of a soft spot for, soft spot for Putin. So I, be- I believe they still would have invaded. Maybe it would have happened sooner. Maybe it would have happened later. But, I think it is an inevitable thing that Russia will in. Would have invaded the It was, Ukraine it was at some always going
2: to happen, but I think Putin was waiting for the time for the world to sort of be at its most insecure in a, when it's like focused yeah. on other things. I mean, Partygate had just happened perfect the the whole of the united kingdom was focused on getting boris johnson out yeah biden was not doing himself any favors in inflation the whole of the united states was going we want we want uh change we want a new president and we don't want kamala harris yeah and in that (laughs) time when all when the two when britain and america and france were getting ready for elections when that was happening when leadership was unstable in the west slightly and uh, germany had just got a new chancellor I think, Olaf who, I think <laughs> an Angela Merkel was out. I think Russia saw their chance and went, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I think we should do this. And it absolutely backfired.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, we could do an entire show on the whole Ukraine-Russia um, situation. But I think the one thing that matters, of course, is that this war does draw to an end as fast as possible. Mm. Um, with I- ideally minimal loss of life. Putin
2: was expecting it to be over in days. And I think that what he didn't realise was that there were some countries in the world where people, back, where when their government asked them for the help, and when their government stood up to the, yeah. the people, actually did. And of course, there was conscription that helped that. Yeah. But I think when it's a nation fighting for their independence, generally there yeah. is m- bigger public effort rather than when it's a country invading. Yeah. Because yeah, you no, it's. Innocent fighting innocent, yeah, on the battlefields. Uh, but any anyway, going back to the topic of uh, of Trump in twenty twenty four, I think also what we're seeing is all these. Uh, it happened with Trump, I suppose, in twenty sixteen as well. But s- these things that Biden was promising just aren't possible. I mean, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, I he, feel s- that. Yeah. he solved the COVID crisis. Well, solved the COVID crisis. I mean, by that he just was a bit more sensible than trump was
0: and he waited a bit (laughs) i think
2: yes well i think trump may i mean it's you can't really tell i mean trump supporters generally were not fans of masks that is a fact (laughs) and sometimes yeah well we we don't we don't really know what's going on in the white house ever but it i think it's clear that biden there's you always there's always in the news something new that goofy thing that biden has done yeah and then well, what you'll see is you'll see the gop stand up and go oh the president is too old we need a new one even though trump is only four years younger than yeah he is. I,
0: I mean the problem with america generally with us with just the set of their politics over there is just mass um polarization really isn't well, it well yeah it's completely Poli- opposed pol- yeah politics is a way of lifestyle over there and that's not that's not how it should be i mean I mean, you get some people over in the UK who are like, oh, let's say I was a Labour supporter and you were Conservative. You get some people who go, yeah, I'm not too keen on you because you're Conservative. But most people just go, that's a political opinion. Yeah,
2: but the reason why I think is in the UK, we've got loads of parties that have seats. In in Parliament, you've got the opposition is made up of Labour, Liberal Democrats... Uh, the SMP, as we mentioned yeah. earlier, sometimes
0: the, the Green Party, the Green they Party get is their seat, one, <laughs> one
2: seat. Uh, but yeah, we, we've got. But in, in U.S. Congress and in the White House, it's only ever the two parties. Yep. I mean, you occasionally get the co- government independence, but in U.S. politics, they have to align with the caucus. Yeah. So there is always Democrats and Republicans, and when they're constantly fighting. It just completely polarizes the United
0: States. Absolutely, and you know, I th- I feel like marching towards a recession and marching towards mass poli- uh, political polarization. I honestly feel like America is about to s- see it's a no longer a mass event, which will make will will have to make them reconsider how their countries run.
2: The American dream, in my opinion. Is over. It's I mean, completely all over. All their liberties that they were given in the Declaration of Independence, her being able to carry a gun, being able to have freedom of speech, are all being abused. Freedom of speech is being abused by racism and discrimination. Yeah. Her being able to carry a gun is being abused as we're seeing in the news now. Absolutely. It's there to Uvalde, protect yourself, not stuff. to kill others. Yeah,
0: and the, the two things which have to be remembered about all of the American dream is one, either they're completely outdated and they don't need any or second, you can get them everywhere else. F- freedom of speech like that. There's we're at no, the time we're no was, long-
2: At the time, it was a new, freedom of speech was yeah. a new thing that people would love to have, but now...
0: We're no longer in a majority- time where where you're going to get shot for your opinions all the time. For oh, one of- sake, that sounds like America, you'd probably get yeah. shot for your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the majority, at the time, we're seeing absolute monarchies across the road across the world yeah. when 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 the american uh, declaration of independence was signed we're seeing britain putting loads of tax on america which kind of kick-started independence yeah but now the so majority of all the so west insane. has freedom of speech i mean yeah. with with give or take some of um some dictatorships but i yeah, mean absolutely. the majority of the world has freedom of speech and yeah, i think it's ridiculous that that's why America being the quote unquote land of the free it isn't. as as it uh as as it says in the Star Spangled Banner, I think <laughs> um I th- I don't I don't really I think it's just it's all a bit similar now around the world. I mean yeah. you can't really say that it's much different to other other democracies. Uh,
0: uh, uh, absolutely. I mean when you look at the problems America has, um, the their major problems, it's problems with no other kind of tree has. Um and I would actually like to reference something which is um completely different and completely off subject but I've just remembered it um China has yeah. just completed building their third um what what what's the thing which you aircraft carrier yeah aircraft. just com- just finished completing their third aircraft carrier which now plants them somewhere near the top of the list for the strongest navies in the world
2: I've actually got a little <laughs> statistic that might that, that might find that might make me quite uh laugh um what do you think the largest air force in the world is
0: the ones in the sea
2: <laughs> no, what what's the largest Air Force?
0: Commercial airliners. No, if, US no. Air Force. Okay, US Air Force. And
2: second largest? Chinese? US Navy.
0: Oh my. <laughs> oh well that just makes you think, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean that that brings back it to another important thing. US, why are they spending so much money on their military? <laughs>
2: I mean, they're not using it as much anymore. I mean, no, they're not. They, they spend and... money on the military, and I think it's a big thing is to bring the troops home.
0: Yeah, I, I get their whole point of, like, you've got to be ready, and all that's fueling this is, like, the Russia situation. Like, oh, imagine if that was us.
2: And, well... also, though, and also, though, I think is what Americans are scared for, and completely understandably, is what happened in 2001. It shocked... I, yep. The whole world. I mean, yeah, it we did. never thought America was the greatest superpower in the world. And we never thought that an organization from some country that some people had never even heard of before would have been able to, to put such a catastrophic impact. It, it kind of shot America in the back. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole world was absolutely gobsmacked. And I think that yeah. everyone is still scared about whether that could happen again, and completely understandably. It's horrific.
0: Yeah, but now what people have to realize is that we have better protections in place. Yeah. We have better um ways of defending ourselves from that kind of threat. And also the US having uh, uh multiple warships, loads of helicopters, loads of big scary guns. Doesn't stop, but let's say nine eleven was to happen again, that wouldn't stop nine eleven from happening, would it? Y- you could give us five times the military more, they I have now. Trump, I
2: think it's more about justice in America. I think it's a, b- a big argument is justice. But, but the thing is, when you're finding back to the point of, yeah, of Trump,
0: <laughs> yeah, Trump twenty twenty four, it's gonna happen.
2: I, I think he's going to definitely have a, a strong a strong start. And my guess is oh, it's going to be a repeat of 2016. We're going to see yep. Clinton win the Democratic primary. It's going to be Trump and Clinton. And it's going to be very neck and neck. I doubt, uh, definitely Biden will not run again. He'll be uh, the, too but old. But
0: Biden will Kamala die the year after the election, probably.
2: Kamala Harris will also run a campaign. Yes, she likely. will. She... Uh, she, she, she oh, for our viewers just to, just to tell you in 2020 she did run a campaign for president but when she yep. lost the pro- should we just explain to our viewers what primaries
0: are oh no, no I'm not sure we've quite got time for that Zandi okay well primaries no, maybe that's are basically something we'll save for where, another week
2: where parties choose candidates for president of the United States anyway uh Kamala Harris ran for that she lost she became Biden's running mate for vice president yeah so yes could we see possibly Clinton entering the Oval Office in of 2024 or will it be Trump
0: again or do we just see ra- biden maybe die next year and then kamala harris taking on two years and seeing what she can do
2: uh, yeah well i mean it's it's an i mean biden's at that age where although many people can live to nineties and hundreds. It's a stressful it's, job. When you're in a stressful job like that, you age. People say that you enter office, when you leave, if you look
0: at Ab- Obama, Obama, Ab- Ab- look at just how he looks and how he presents himself over that eight years, and
2: and Boris Johnson. I mean, yeah. and, and also and and Macron, all of them it, 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 enter it office looking destroys
0: like destroys people, looking
2: like teenagers, and they leave office looking like old men. Yeah, or old women. And I think, I think, yeah, being that stressful job, staying up that late at night really does age you and when you're at the age that biden is he's going on 80 this year in november can someone who is 80 years old the oldest president of the united states of one of the most the most powerful country in the world can yeah. your 80 year old run that country and that's the question that we have to be asking ourselves yeah. because it's another two years until the next election so biden will will be 82 when he leaves office, if he
0: leaves office. It's ridiculous, isn't it?
2: I mean, 82, that's that's a ridiculous age. I mean, we've got the president pro tempore of the Senate, he's above 82, but that's not as stressful as... that. president of the United States is probably the most stressful job in the world. Oh, yeah. It's it's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, talking about stress, we'll end the viewers' stress for now. Yes. (laughs) From, From having to listen to us, choral and agree about politics we probably course, lost
2: about a 100 viewers
0: in yeah. that. but that marks the end of our show and of course we have to say thank you to mr waters who's just up and left cuz um he needs to go and complete his house duty um
2: uh, well, yeah 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 thank you very much everyone it's i'm zondi zonda and of course mr waters yeah
0: and well that's been the politics show we'll be back in 2 weeks or so of course it may not be us. It'll yeah. probably be the A3s back again. Yeah. We've just been filling in while they have yeah. exams. And, of course... It was might... nice knowing you. Yeah, <laughs> You might be sad knowing that our show's drawing to an end, but, however, there are you plenty might of be. other shows that you can listen to on Prime Radio nearly every morning.
2: I'm on this Friday morning at oh, 7.15. Make now, yeah.
0: sure to listen to Friday, then. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, have a great week, guys. Um, make sure to keep educated about politics, but most of all... Try and enjoy them and try and have educational conversations. Probably the best school radio station in the world. This is
1: Bry Radio. Proudly sponsored by the BPA.